You're listening to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update with Tom Fitton. Hey everyone, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton here with our weekly update on social media. Thank you as always for joining us this week. As always, Judicial Watch is in court for you, the American people, to find out what the government's up to and to hold the government accountable for its corruption. And to that end, we've got new lawsuits and new disclosures about uh, COVID vaccine propaganda and also some really interesting um, uh, material about the shooter of Ashley Babbitt, Lieutenant Byrd, and where he was after uh, the lieutenant shot and killed her, uh, in my view, for no good reason. Plus, uh, news about what the Justice Department isn't doing with respect to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. So I'll talk about that first. Uh, So first up this week is the revelations and the leaks to the media that the Justice Department uh, is considering prosecuting Hunter Biden on tax and uh, a gun charge. And um, the charges supposedly relate to unreported income and his failure to disclose certain information in the gun registration form uh, that the federal government requires. And now the outrage about all of this is that uh, the leaks suggest that it's the Justice Department that even given these narrow charges designed, in my view, to protect Joe Biden, they still don't want to charge him. Uh, It's been months since I think I was on Fox News not that long ago talking about a similar story that they're, they're ready to charge him or that it's now a charging decision. And uh, the dirty little secret is, or maybe it's not so dirty little secret, the mirror of this is that the Justice Department prosecutors, supposedly it's the U.S. attorney in Delaware, but in a case like this, obviously the leadership in the Justice Department under Garland is going to have the final say, uh, is refusing to prosecute Hunter Biden despite overwhelming evidence of criminal activity. And uh, they've had this investigation going on for four years. Uh, They've yet to do anything. Uh, it's clear that the information uh, that's been adduced uh, uh, implicates Joe Biden and other members of the Biden family. Uh, so there's no evidence they want to go after him. All the evidence is they want to protect him. And on top of that, uh, the news this week is that the Wall Street Journal reported that uh, the Justice Department is concerned that Hunter might have a good defense because he had an alcohol and drug problem. I mean, who are they kidding? Who are they kidding? So this is where we stand with the Justice Department. They're harassing President Trump with these ridiculous raids and threats related to documents. They're arresting pro-life activists who, uh, uh, whose only crimes um, at worst are blockading abortion clinics. 18 months ago, 11 protesters were arrested. They're targeting parents. They're targeting Americans who dispute elections. Uh, In the meantime, they refuse to prosecute Hunter. They refuse to prosecute or even look at Joe. They refuse to prosecute the left that's illegally protesting outside Supreme Court homes, the the homes of Supreme Court justices, in an attempt to intimidate them. The law prohibits that. So you have a thoroughly politicized Justice Department targeting political opponents or those seen as unhelpful by Joe Biden, whilst 
personally protecting Joe Biden and his family from prosecution. So I would submit that the news this week isn't that the FBI, you know, it could be leaks from the FBI, could be some FBI guys are like, why aren't they, why aren't they prosecuting and what's leak and pressure? Or it could be leaks from the Biden Justice Department that's uh, trying to uh, explain their position as they prep to uh, take a dive for Joe. Because even if they do prosecute him, but, uh, but on, uh, and the charges turn out to be penny ante, relatively speaking, they can have their cake and eat it too. You know, Hunter gets a slap on the wrist, Joe is protected, and the whole case is over. So that's the scandal. The scandal is, for almost two years, Joe Biden's Justice Department has refused to appoint a special counsel, even though the regulations require it. They've been covering up records about this uh, criminal activity or scandalous activity. As I've been highlighting, we've sued the State Department uh, for records about Hunter Biden. They're hiding those records. The Secret Service about Hunter Biden records. They're hiding those records. And of course, all the other records about Burisma and Ukraine and all that, that's been a longstanding controversy that they've been hiding those records from the American people and Judicial Watch, which has litigation over it. So they're in cover-up mode and they're abusing the law and, in my view, obstructing justice to protect Hunter and Joe Biden. So don't be distracted by the news that there's... Uh, the FBI has gathered evidence or investigators have gathered evidence that would allow prosecution to go forward. No, the news is they've already had that evidence for some time and they've, uh, the Biden Justice Department has refused to allow a prosecution to go forward in a way that's corrupt. So uh, right now, justice is being abused by the Justice Department and uh, we have to call it out and demand accountability. So the question is, are the Republicans, if they take over control in Congress, as it increasingly looks like they will, at least on the, on the House side, will they require the Justice Department uh, to appoint a special counsel? And uh, will they hold Garland accountable uh, for the abuse of power, as, as I call it, the abuse of the use of force against Trump and other American citizens? And that would, might require impeachment. You know, people are talking about impeaching Biden, uh, but uh, in my view, there's a lot of folks to be impeached. And, you know, given the difficulty of uh, the Republicans in Congress, assuming they take control in getting Biden to, to sign anything uh, that uh, advances their priorities in significant ways, they could do worse than to spend their time holding the administration accountable and going through the exercise of impeachment uh, to uh, express the displeasure of the American people over the abuse of offices uh, by Biden and his associates in the administration. And you have, I mean, we could just spend an entire show and every show from here on in talking about the invasion. Five million illegal aliens crossing, a, crossing uh, the border, being led into the country by Joe Biden, uh, and countless others who aren't even, uh, who just walk in without even being stopped. Uh, an invasion like this country has never seen before in its history. And it's a purposeful, uh, it, it's the result of purposeful failures to enforce the rule of law. 
uh, in a way, in my view, that uh, is so contrary to Biden's oath of office that it requires his impeachment and removal. That's if the Congress is willing to do its job. And on top of that, you have, and, I, and it bears repeating, you have on the one hand, you have President Trump having his home raided based on this pretend dispute over documents. And on the other hand, you've got Hunter Biden being protected, Joe Biden being protected by the same Justice Department. So Trump gets harassed, Hunter gets protected. And in the middle of the American people, whose concerns about the uh, equal application of the rule of law are completely ignored by the Biden administration. So that's the crisis. And what Judicial Watch tries to do, obviously, besides talk about it a little bit, uh, is, is pressure the Justice Department and the various agencies with requests for information about what's going on suing in court to find out what's going on. And hopefully by exposing the corruption, it adds to, A, uh, the knowledge of the American people about the truth, uh, but also uh, makes it more difficult for government officials to escape doing their responsibilities and uh, performing their duties as they're obligated to uh, under the law. And we saw that, for instance, with the Clinton email scandal. I I recall that, you know, it was Judicial Watch that was actually leading the way for the FBI investigation. Now, I know the FBI investigation in many ways was wired, but it would never have happened but for Judicial Watch. In fact, they were using our FOIA documents to question witnesses. And they were following our lead. We asked the court to question witnesses, and then the Justice Department would say, oh, yeah, we want to question those witnesses, too. It was so obvious what was going on. So don't underestimate how important our leadership is in directing and pressing the Justice Department and the FBI and Congress and, and frankly, the uh, dishonest media in uh, covering these issues and and pursuing them as they're supposed to. And uh, so Judicial Watch has taken a lead there. I've talked about our several lawsuits. Uh, More are coming. But uh, we've got this crisis because of Biden corruption, and and it's a deadly dangerous crisis in the guise uh, as it relates to national security, because we're, you know, as the media refuses to tell you, I'm going to remind you, Joe Biden is compromised because of his family's corrupt dealings in Ukraine and Russia and China. As a result of his being compromised, you can be sure that the leaders of Russia, like Putin and the dictator of China, think they can do whatever they need to do to advance their country's interests because they know Trump's, uh, excuse me, that Biden's on the take and he's in their back pocket. And so you had Russia invade Ukraine because they didn't take Trump's, uh, excuse me, because they didn't take Biden seriously. And China's engaged in adventurism as well. So this corruption uh, hamstrings our ability to pr- protect and project our national security. So corruption matters. And the media won't tell you that. But when you have Joe Biden talking about us being near, near Armageddon, or he wasn't telling us, he was telling his big donors the other day, 
because of uh, Russia threats of using nuclear weapons in, in Ukraine and who knows where else, you would think someone would ask, well, how did we get here? How did we get here? We got here because there is an administration in this town that has been compromised by Russia money and has little moral authority or even street cred with the Russians and the Ukrainians as a result. And so things are out of control. So I took a few minutes to share that with you because I guarantee you, you won't hear it anywhere else, even though you know it's true. So Judicial Watch will continue investigating on all of those issues, Ukraine, Russia, and China, and the Bidens being compromised there because uh, you can bet no one else is going to do it. And even if Congress gets a change to Republicans, uh, to Republican control, uh, you can bet they'll be uh, large, you know, I shouldn't say you can bet. They won't be as successful as you might think in getting information from the Biden administration, that's for sure. And if the past is any indication of the future, uh, Judicial Watch will continue to lead the way in that regard. You know, speaking of Congress, uh, the only person killed on January 6th was an unarmed veteran, Ashley Babbitt. She was shot uh, by a Capitol Hill police officer uh, who, report, who, in theory, works for Congress and the U.S. government. And it was a needless shooting. Uh, Judicial Watch was, uh, has taken the leadership in exposing the truth about the Ashley Babbitt shooting. Uh, his colleagues, we found in various reports we obtained, uh, acknowledged there were no weapons visible, uh, so she was unarmed. I think uh, in the autopsy, they found a penknife in her pocket, which obviously uh, she was not uh, holding uh, when she was shot in the shoulder and killed by Lieutenant Byrd, who was hiding behind a column watching this uh, incident take place where she was trying to enter uh, the, the area he was in, the speaker's lobby, uh, through a broken window. And he popped out and shot her dead. And behind her was a whole crowd of not only protesters, but fellow police officers. And you would think, after that type of incident, he would be subject to a grand jury investigation for this needless shooting, some administrative sanction for this needless shooting. Instead, he was treated with kid gloves. Judicial Watch uncovered that he refused to cooperate with the D.C. police. He's not required, obviously, to say anything. So he didn't say anything. And they let him walk around with his lawyer and, and tell them what happened as if that, that's good enough. But it's outrageous. Evidence was gone missing that supposedly he had, he had gotten from the shooting. He didn't issue a report or create a report about the shooting. So evidence is missing. He's not cooperating. His colleagues didn't see any, any, um, any weapons on her. He's super upset after he shoots her. And, I don't, and, and, and the way it looks to me is that he was upset, in my view, because he knows it was a bad shooting. So Judicial Watch has been relentless in getting information about this shooting and uh, trying to hold uh, not only Lieutenant Byrd accountable, but to me it's a systematic, a systemic issue, right? 
The Justice Department refuses to do anything. The U.S. Capitol Police refuses to do anything. I mean, that's, that's the real danger. That the shooting took place, this police shooting, and we're all supposed to pretend it was good. I mean, when you see the left talk about Ashley Babbitt, they celebrate her homicide. A police officer shooting into a crowd as if that happens every day. Insanity. So if you're in the wrong political class, if you're the wrong, if you support the wrong politician, they don't care if you get shot in an unlawful manner and killed by a police officer. That's the left today. And as I said, our investigation has been wide and deep on this. And we uncovered information, and this is just shocking, that uh, Lieutenant Byrd, after, uh, after he shot Babbitt in the immediate aftermath of the shooting, he was uh, housed at Andrews Joint, uh, joint uh, excuse me, Joint Base Andrews. The Andrew, I call it Andrews Air Force Base. I guess it's Joint Base Andrews now, uh, which is a military base. What was he doing on a military base? Why was the military getting involved in a police shooting. And we asked for records from the agencies involved, both the Defense Department and the Justice Department, and they haven't responded. Now they could say, hey, Judicial Watch, your information's wrong. We don't have any records he was there. Instead, they've ignored their request and they haven't responded. So we sued. We sued the Pentagon and the US Justice Department for records about uh, his housing at Andrews Air Force Base, and I'm going to keep on calling it the old-fashioned way. By the way, at the time he was being housed there, no one knew who the shooter of Ashley Babbitt was. There was this secrecy, extraordinary secrecy. Imagine any other police shooting. I can't imagine any other police shooting where the name of the officer would be hidden for months until... Bird decides to release his own name in a friendly interview. I think it was with NBC News. So for all the January 6th noise you hear, it's only Judicial Watch that's figured out that it looks like our military had housed the police officer who killed Ashley Babbitt in a secretive way. And of course, in addition to all of that, and we've now filed a, a big federal FOIA lawsuit over it, we still have pending the lawsuit against the Pelosi Congress over the videos and the emails from January 6th that the, her police department and the oversight body in Congress has concerning January 6th. 14,000 hours of videos that have yet to be released under the law here and at least 270 emails. What is Nancy Pelosi hiding about January 6th. This same committee, the, the Pelosi Rump January 6th committee is going around harassing American citizens, taking their phone records, leaking their texts, while hiding all of their emails. The Pelosi Congress hiding all their emails, hiding all the videos from that day. Supposedly, uh, excuse me, supposedly it was the worst day in American history. Like 9-11, and they don't want to release one email about it or one video about it.
So the federal court is considering our, our lawsuit for those records. They haven't ruled. And just as a reminder, Nancy Pelosi thinks, her Congress thinks, and of course this is Schumer involved as well, that um, they have sovereign immunity, meaning that no one can sue them. You lawyers know what I mean by sovereign immunity. It means that you only can sue people, as this is my understanding as a non-lawyer, that you only can sue a government agency or, or, or a body such as Congress um, if the law allows you to, meaning the Congress has passed a law that allows itself to be subject to this suit. And there is a law. It's called the common law. It's been recognized. It goes back before time, before, before the Constitution, I mean. And it's the common law right that the public has to information from the government. And on top of saying that they, we have no right to even sue, they say, even if we had a right to sue, these records aren't important enough for the public to see them. That's the way uh, Pelosi is uh, playing shell games with the January 6th committee documents. Or I shouldn't say committee documents. These are January 6th congressional documents. Again, by her police force. So they're protecting the shooter of Ashley Babbitt, and they're hiding records about January 6th that could elucidate what happened that day, why there was no security, or so little security as to be virtual, well, as to actually encourage the disturbance that happened on January 6th. So I just, I just love that Judicial Watch is taking the lead here. Uh, and again, it's wonderful we are, but isn't it concerning that we're alone in pursuing this, that we're the only ones doing the heavy lifting in that regard? Unbelievable. So I'll let you know what happens, what information we get about the uh, information we have that uh, Lieutenant Byrd was housed at Joint Base Andrews, housed by the military in the aftermath of the shooting. I want to see what I said about this. You know, it's funny because I do these, we do these great releases and I put in all these great quotes and I don't share them. So I'm going to share the quote. Hopefully it's better than what I've said. That is pretty good. <laughs> I wrote it, so it's not that I don't remember it, everyone. This is a rather extraordinary January 6th cover-up of why the Defense Department was involved with the aftermath of the improper police killing of an unarmed woman and a veteran. And this lawsuit aims to get out that cover-up. So in many ways, it's, again, a super important lawsuit uh, that it's, a, um, it's really outrageous that Judicial Watch is the only one trying to track information like this down. So Judicial Watch has also taken the lead in the other major government corruption scandal, which is the, uh, the abuse of power uh, using the pretext of COVID. And we've exposed, uh, for instance, the uh, lies and disinformation, as the left likes to say, but it's really just lies and, and misleading information about the origins of COVID, 
about the funding of gain-of-function research, pretty much everything you've heard in the media about that, Judicial Watch uncovered. Uh, Judicial Watch also uncovered with our friends at OpenTheBooks.gov, uh, I think it was our material that we helped them get them, uh, they found out that Fauci made an extra $5 million or his wealth increased $5 million during COVID, era, during COVID times. So no one else figured that out. It was only Judicial Watch helping open the books uh, who couldn't get the information. And, you know, we went in and sued for them. And all sorts of other information that we now have and other information that we should have but is being hidden from us, like where the royalties are going to people like Fauci, where are they coming from, I mean. Uh, so all of that is, is uh, part of our investigation. We've also been investigating the vaccines, their development. Uh, I, I, there's no one doing more litigation and more investigation into the COVID issue than Judicial Watch. In one of the lawsuits that we filed more recently, or I shouldn't say more recently, but um, it was, I guess it was, yeah, it was uh, August of 2021 we filed the lawsuit. Uh, we looked for records about what was called uh, the COVID-19 Community Corps Program. And this Community Corps Program was set up by the Biden um, Health and Human Services Department essentially to spread uh, support for the vaccine, encourage people to take the vaccine. And the way it would work is, uh, according to the documents we now have found, uh, they would work with trusted uh, Americans to persuade people to uh, have trust in the vaccine and take it. Now, if you're a skeptical sort like I am, you see government agents spreading propaganda about an irreversible medical treatment. Now, to be fair, there are people in good faith who thought the vaccine was something that should be given to large numbers of people. And certainly initially, uh, they wanted to get the word out about um, people get, you know, the opportunities to take the vaccine and why they should take it. So I'll let you decide what side you're on on that. So we filed this lawsuit and uh, lo and behold, they gave us this, which is about 260 pages of records about their propaganda plan to push the COVID vaccine. Uh, and the records show extensive media plans, so much so that you have to wonder who wasn't really acting as an agent of the government every time these vaccine promotions were uh, showed up on media outlets, entertainment outlets, uh, you know, in scripts elsewhere. It's, when you see what the depth of the plan was, I guess you won't be surprised, uh, but it's still pretty shocking. And uh, just to start off, we've got the document talking about being a founding member of the Community Corps for COVID, the COVID-19 Community Corps. And this is what they say that they want you to do. Obviously, become an official member. This would be a, a founding member. Participate and share the mic virtual events. This will include using your social platform to uplift vaccine confidence with health, health workers like doctors, nurses, pediatricians, and more. There will be more official guidance on the program to come in, in the next few weeks. This document is, unda is undated, I think. Uh, 
collaborate and distribute Community Core, and we can do this campaign content to your networks, and they'll provide weekly emails with information and toolkits. So this is the government telling, we'll give you the information. And in a second wave of the program, develop and host events to sponsor and administer vaccines. In addition, participate in virtual events such as town halls, panels, concerts, more details to come. So you join as the community core, and it's not clear that you tell people, let's say, uh, you know, obviously Judicial Watch has a media account. I have a media account. I mean, I have an internet account. Uh, let's say go to Twitter at Tom Fitton, and let's say, I, well, I, I want to shine up for this community core. So it looks to me like they wanted me to start working with the government to persuade people to take this vaccine. And it's not clear to me that I would have had to tell anyone I was working for the government, even as a volunteer. So I'd like to know how many of these events took place where Americans were seemingly being persuaded by influencers who had joined this volunteer effort without being told that this was essentially a government operation using citizens as a cutout. They would provide the guests. So it looks like this was in April of 2021. And the other big thing that we found in these documents, and I encourage you to look at the whole thing, because uh, when we send out press releases, we can, you know, we can only keep, you know, we can't put out a press release this big. We have to keep it to a few pages. So it's 250 pages. I encourage you to look at all the emails. Like, I, you know, we didn't cover the fact that, you know, there's, there's a group of emails up front talking about, you know, hey, we got to get the Grammys on board. We need to get social, uh, you know, big influencers from the recording industry to support the vaccines. But this is the big one. This is the, this is the mother load here. The COVID-19 public education campaign. Can you see that? And in it, it describes what the propaganda plan is. The slide deck, they're like it looks like PowerPoint slides here. But this is the this is the public education campaign for April through May of 2021. And uh, and this is what it looks like. It's a nice sheet of points that they were going to do to kind of promote this propaganda. Includes a vaccine engagement package to all entertainment, talent, and management agencies. A vaccine engagement package to all media companies and show producers. Outreach to major cultural, cultural excuse me, outreach to major culture event producers. Start celebrity share the mics. I told you about that already. You know, and part of that involved the president going out and speaking, for instance, on Telemundo, according to these documents. Michelle Obama being involved in a share the mic project. Even a conservative American share the mic. Did you participate that, conservative America, in the share the mic program? Did you know it was a government operation? Well, now you do. Suckers if you did. And that's, what they, that's how they treat us. They treat us as children. These are projects, oh, an Oprah uh, town hall meeting with Dr. Fauci. I mean, Dr. Fauci was on, 
the corrupt Dr. Fauci was on Stephen Colbert earlier this week getting a, his 56th booster shot or something like that. And he talked about having COVID and get, you know, getting 90 boosters. I'm joking, obviously. He didn't get 56 or 90 boosters. He's only gotten 15. No, how many? Was it five? Doesn't matter. I mean, that's the, I don't know. Is that joke going to get censored? Is YouTube going to take us down because I joked about people having to get a booster every three minutes? So anyway, he was obviously there as part of this program. You put Fauci on TV to celebrate and push vaccinations. So you think you're watching TV when in fact you're just watching a government propaganda effort on the Colbert program or on the Tonight Show. Who I don't know even remember who hosts the Tonight Show anymore. What's his name? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. And who's the guy on ABC? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, you would think I would know all these popular folks, but you know, I'm getting old. And, I, and, and I, I don't watch TV the way I used to. I'm in bed by 8.30. <laughs> so they're operators. So when you hear these folks promote vaccines, it's because they're getting propagandistic talking points from the government. That's pretty clear. These were projects for May of 2021. Schedule entertainment, talent and management agencies briefings. Work with media companies and show producers on vaccine messaging. Additional ideas to be considered. Produce HHS question and answer videos featuring local black doctors discussing the vaccines, how they work, and why the public should get vaccinated. And uh, they capitalize black. Uh, when, uh, by the way, when you see the word black capitalized in, the, in a race context like this or white capitalized, that's racist. So that's, that's a particular decision by government or media organizations to uh, racialize a descriptor, a race descriptor such as black or white by capitalizing it. That's CRT in, in your face. Additional ideas. Request Tom Brady create a video with his parents encouraging vaccinations. His parents had COVID last year and he has talked about their tough recovery. Create custom partnerships with social media platforms with algorithms to hit this audience. You know, it's the government, so a lot of this is half-baked. I don't know what audience they're talking about, but it's you. Launch Hollywood comedy writers video content. What's going on there? Create a TikTok, pass the mic campaign, launch with major influencers to begin the series. So again, a government program that's being masked, it looks like, to use the, an awkward word, right? Create a photo backdrop social media kit to be used at vaccination sites for people to celebrate with the We Can Do This campaign after receiving the shot. Now, to be clear, I don't oppose educational efforts by the government that advance the public health in a legitimate way. What I do oppose is pretending that something is a private activity 
when in fact it's government propaganda. I mean, it's one thing to have Joe Biden at an event where they have confetti coming down celebrating vaccinations. It's another thing to have Oprah reading talking points provided by the government while uh, we're expected to believe it's her own views. Encourage a rival social media campaign of unexpected pairings of Americans encouraging each other to get vaccinated. Oh, this is just classic. Nicki Minaj, Cardi, Brittany, Christina. I don't know who Christina is. I do know who Cardi is, and I know who Nicki Minaj is. See, I'm not that far out of it. And James Bond and Jason Byrne, Bourne. Those are fictional characters, so I, are they, they going to get fictional characters to support the vaccine? I guess so. As if the Bond movies weren't bad enough. Work with YouTube on an original show or special about vaccinations targeted to young people. Are you getting furious yet? Work with Instagram to produce a series about vaccines for, quote, at Instagram, the largest social media account in the world. I guess the at Instagram account on Instagram has 387 million followers. Feature young creators, again, government agents who are being disguised from you as being government agents, doing in-depth pieces about young people's questions. Request the stories highlight on vaccines on at Instagram to stay on the account through 2021. You know, I recall the Justice Department or the Securities Exchange Commission just harassed Kim Kardashian for uh, running an ad they say that she was paid for that she did not disclose. And she settled the case, refusing, you know, she didn't deny or admit that she'd done anything wrong um, for, I think, one and a half million dollars or something, $1.3 million complete harassment. And if you looked at the uh, material that she posted, it was obviously an advertisement. I think it was for some cryptocurrency. And why am I mentioning that? Because it's what the government was doing. They were using young creators, according to these documents, social media influencers and others to act as government agents without disclosing it. I guarantee you, if you find out, if you look at any of the follow-ups here, which I think uh, people should, I think this is a good project if you're watching. So figure out if Tom Brady did a thing like this. And whether or not it was disclosed to the American people that these efforts by social media influencers to promote the vaccines were the result of government programming. Again, request major TikTok, Snapchat, chat, Snapchat, I'm not on Snapchat. I am on Instagram. I was on TikTok, but I was thrown off by the communists. Uh, so uh, influencers create videos of themselves being vaccinated and start a special campaign of funny and or musical videos about being vaccinated to encourage others to create and post. And I'm sure it'd be really funny to have the government. The, the government is super funny. And I'm sure the vaccine videos being created will be super funny and musical with Leviathan government smashing, smashing it into people's faces through this propaganda effort. So this is just great stuff we found, isn't it? 
So they've been trying to sell you on the vaccines, you know, and we see how that turned out. And Judicial Watch has uncovered it all thanks to our litigation. The most important drug in the history of man, it can be argued, and it's only Judicial Watch suing to find out what the heck went on in getting it pushed to the American people. So I encourage you to go look at all those documents that we uncovered. Look at all the documents we've uncovered about the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt. Look at all the documents we've uncovered about the abuse of Trump and the corruption of Biden. Because the media isn't doing the heavy lifting. Congress is obviously AWOL here. It's up to Judicial Watch to hold the government accountable on behalf of you, the American people. And if you like what we're doing, I encourage you to support our work at judicialwatch.org. You can see all the documents there. Share them. Share the wealth educationally. And also share your wealth with us because we only do this work with your support. Again, at judicialwatch.org. I'll see you here next week. In the meantime, have a wonderful Columbus Day. I know the left is angry that we'll be celebrating Columbus Day, but I know you know better, and uh, let's celebrate the, the uh, discovery of the Americas uh, by the hero Christopher Columbus. Thank you very much, and I'll see you here next time on the Judicial Watch Weekly Update. Thanks for listening to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update with Tom Fitton. For more information, visit www.judicialwatch.org, because no one is above the law.